Welcome to the Blackout Diaries, the show where stand-up comics plus everyday people tell true drinking stories. I'm your host, Sean Bear Flannery. And I'm CJ Sullivan. Each week here on the Blackout Diaries, we have a new theme when it comes to drinking and debauchery. And this week, we're going with the great state of Michigan, which yes. is in the Midwest. We're, ha- we're doing a Midwest covers because uh, we've, we've done Wisconsin. We're like, well, we've- in fact, we just scheduled a Blackout Diaries show for Michigan. I haven't even had a chance to tell you that. Really? In Grand Rapids, uh, first Saturday in January, mm. we're going to be at a jazz club. What? <laughs> you know me; I only yeah. work with non-traditional venues. Right. So it's a jazz club in Michigan in January. Well, that's great. In Grand Rapids we'll be in, in January. In Grand Rapids, I like Grand Rapids. I like Michigan in general. It's, uh, I like Michigan too. You know, um, I never bought into the Ohio uh, Michigan rivalry, right. uh, even though I am a huge Ohio State fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my wife's family is also from Michigan, which makes it easy not to buy into it. But um, like Michigan's kind of crazy because it, it low key drinks and parties a lot more than people who haven't visited it yes. realize. They drink and party like the rest of the morons in the Midwest. They do have an air about them where they think they're they're a little better because Well that all comes from University of Michigan. It's right. basically University of Michigan is this small sliver that thinks it's Harvard yes. and then the rest of Michigan knows it's Louisiana. And like <laughs> right. ah, the rest of Michigan's like got a militia in the woods. They're in the East Lansing <laughs> and they're looking for clean drinking water. I mean <laughs> I mean they they tried to kidnap the governor over lockdown rules it wasn't even a political disagreement per se they're like listen you're gonna shut down my bar all right i i will kidnap her right there was i was keeping up with some of those articles and we'll Mm -hmm. jump into this uh but just to like touch on that for a second it was because they arrested something like 18 dudes it was i think they arrested like the whole militia right and like they were like the i think they just kind of wanted to join a militia like it almost seemed like from some of the quotes i saw it was like listen there's a crisis in men friendship, and I just needed uh, like like a hobby, a program. And all of them said something like, "By the time I had realized how far these plans had gone, it was too like they're like, Bill, you're gonna rent a van today, right? We're kidnapping the governor, and you're like, what? <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Speaking of Grand Rapids, is that where our dad boners from? Our guest today, Mike Burns. Mike Burns is not from Grand Rapids. No, but I mean his He's... character, Gra- Dad Boner. Oh, maybe Twitter. the character is from uh, Grand Rapids. Although Grand Rapids is like a like a fancier, more conservative area okay. than I would expect Dad Boner to be from. But he he could be there. Uh, Grand Blanc. It's funny because his, his bio says Grand Blanc from Michigan, which which makes a little more sense. Okay, yeah. Um, Grand Rapids is interesting because have you ever been to Grand Rapids, CJ? Yes, I've been through there. I've been through. You know, they, they their nickname is Beer City mm-hmm. USA, yep. and it's just like all breweries there. And the Blackout Diaries has done uh, their com. They have a pretty big comedy fest there the week before St. Patrick's Day every year called Gilda Fest. Gilda Fest, right for Gilda Radner. Yes, because uh, she's from there. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I remember like the first year we do it, like it's it's great because like just binge drinking is just completely normalized throughout the whole town like, like the mayor every yeah, everyone yeah. it doesn't matter you you could be a cardiologist you still expect everyone to drink like 10 beers a day in right. that city it's kind of bananas and i show up for like my tech check and uh the dude's like whoa 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 you bring and i'm like loading in uh, like like all these bags he's like I, I was told this is a stand-up comedy show you know and we're at this like uh like really fancy new brewery and i'm like oh no don't worry um four of these bags just contain liquor and he's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> like, that reassured him. He was so worried about having to deal with equipment. Right. Like, if you're just Whoa. sneaking liquor into my establishment, yeah. I have no issues with that. 
I thought it was something I can't handle. I mean, I'm not equipped <laughs> to do that. Yeah. I mean, I XLR cables, I don't sure. know what they <laughs> Right. <laughs> That's we amazing. had that night, uh, both Maddie Ryan, Maddie Ryan broke his ankle mm-hmm. um, at, trying to do uh, pull-ups off a pipe yep. at the venue, yep. you know, and fell. <laughs> and then... <laughs> I think Jonah like concussed himself. I can't. I think he fell down a flight of stairs, and we were like, it, you know, it was great because we're like, we had to get a wheelchair for Maddie to leave mm-hmm. the venue, and I think this is the only place where you could sneak liquor in. Two of your four performers are incapacitated. Like you've asked for handicap <laughs> devices, and the dude like shakes my hand. He's like, "That's a great show. Would love to have you back." We <laughs> got our money's worth, that for sure. <laughs> hey, we bring we bring a full contact comedy show up yeah. your way. Half of us might not make it. Half of you might not make it, but it's going to be an experience. <laughs> We're going to have some fun. Maybe so make a memory or two. And that's Grand Rapids, and that's the place you're returning to, but just to time to adjust. That's the place I'm return, we're returning to, yeah. Is this part of the book tour, or is this part of the uh, Black Diaries, you're saying? Uh, th- this one's a joint, uh, so it's okay, part of the book nice. tour. But we're going to have a whole Blackout Diaries uh, crew perform in there. Wow. My cousin will want to perform, too, because he, my cousin's gone on the show a couple times, and he's a big, uh, he's like the number one fan of the Blackout Diaries in Grand Rapids, so he'll probably tell the story. Fantastic. Um, And that's a lot of, if you could imagine what it's like to have one of your cousins, that's a lot of prepping where it's basically him pitching me all these stories. I'm like, you know, you can't really say that in public. Like, I don't know (laughs) what people you're hanging out with that you think that's uh, socially acceptable, but you're wrong. Okay. And in fact, not only on a comedy show, you just shouldn't share that with people. That thought that you just shared with (laughs) Right. Let's just just do a little public training first before we get to stage training. <laughs> well, that's amazing. And you just got back from the road for the book tour, right? In the Black Hat Diaries. Oh, you with yeah. Our, with I our buddy Bobby Manelli. Uh, yeah, our, our, our mutual friend Bobby Manelli, who says hi, by the way. Um, yes, previous guest here. Did, I did a, a, a show at Household Books in Cincinnati. If you're in the Cincinnati area, go there. It's mm-hmm. great. Uh, it's a, right across from a brewery, as it happens. So, as great location. As it so happens, yes. But it's so funny how, you know, Bobby has been sober now for, I think, like three years or something okay. like that. Maybe even a little bit longer. But it's been it's been multiple years. And it's just funny watching him every day. I'm like, oh, you had to open up a bookstore now that you're sober just because like it's basically a barbershop for white people. Like he just kind of holds court all day <laughs> <Yeah>. long <laughs> with other sober nerds, right. and w- which is great for him because he's sure. like he's a great storyteller. Mm-hmm. He's really great at like holding court. But I'm like, you. You would have either had to open up a barbershop or a bookstore now that you're sober. Like, this is the only way somebody like you can be you in this world. Yeah. And not have bodies in the basement because he has a very, he has a oh, very peaceful thing where like something's going on here. Dude, <laughs> so it's even better when you visit there. This bookstore, uh, and then we'll get into Mike Birds, but yeah. this bookstore is enormous, dude. Okay. So, like, not even just his main floor, which is the bookstore itself. Like, it's a warehouse. It, it's, it's huge. Yeah. But then it's got a full length basement with just hilariously random shit. And he's the one of six. So now his family just stores stuff there. I counted five Christmas trees <laughs> in the downstairs basement. There was a working kiln, like like a pottery what? kiln, like weird <laughs> instruments, you know? I love it. <laughs> like just <laughs> like hol- stuff that you're like, oh, I can't. 
this is worth something to somebody, but I can't afford to keep it in my house. Mm -hmm. You just it goes into your brother's bookstore now <laughs> in the basement there. It is so funny. I feel like that's all books, like every bookstore, even the yes. modern ones, whatever. They all just become storage units for it's for the town, basically. People just drop <laughs> off piles of books. Here, you'll have you'll you'll find some place for it. It's a it's a collectible. Someone will like it. Whatever. Yeah, he says he has to do that. Was his that's all that's his whole day. So I you know I stayed there. I actually slept in the bookstore. <laughs> And I love it, which was also funny because I'd wake up in the morning just in my underwear and there's like a public bus stop out there. And it, it's a historically African-American neighborhood. And they probably had to be like, what in the fuck are these white people doing in this fucking they think, this bookstore? That's hilarious. They think white people actually party in bookstores. That's how white they are. Is this Nerds. how gentrification starts? With a party bookstore? And then, you know. Morning, fellas. Off to the bus. <laughs> Um, but, uh, oh, so I, uh, you know, I was there a lot, uh, when I wasn't meeting with my buddies for the wedding Yeah. and his all day is somebody pulling up with uh, Hey, could you come look at something in my car? It's too heavy to bring into the bookstore. Right. And he has to tell these people no. Cause he's like, if once you start saying yes, like your whole bookstore gets taken, but he, it's like, he's like, ma'am. She's like, it's a complete set of encyclopedias. Like, ma'am, it's a complete set of encyclopedias from 1955. <laughs> Nobody can do research with this. Well, you put your hand on the door. You're half committed. It's half yours now. Yeah, they're like, just take it. Like, it gets to the point where they're like, I got a bad back. Just come on. You could kill me if you don't take this. Oh, man. Well, that's amazing. Well, excited for the January show, but let's bring this back to a Michigan theme. Um, and, the, and this man who was partying in bookstores and several other stores, longtime friend. Of the Blackout Diaries and us in Chicago comedy, who lives now in Michigan, who is the Michigan man? With his, oh yeah, the best. With his Twitter handle Dad Boner, which made him anonymously anonymously famous, the best kind of famous <laughs> there is, where no one knows who you are, but it was a very wildly popular account. No, but uh, he's a great friend of ours. He's absolutely hilarious. So, uh, without further brew, here's an interview with Mike Burns. Yeah. We're back here on the Blackout Diaries, and that was the hilarious Pizza Nacho himself, Mr. Mike Burns. <laughs> yes. Dad Boner podcast premiere, Monday Night Pierce, all of it. And uh, Saginaw Legend, more importantly. You and uh, Draymond Green, right? The two Saginaw Legends? Yeah, we're pals. We hang out all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I see I see him down at the Huron Fish Market. I see him at the Scottish Inn. I see him, <laughs> you know, I see him at the Target. It's 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 like what's up, Day Day, and then uh, we go out. We go for a Tony steak sandwich. Mm. Uh, yeah, that I feel beautiful. you know because I just read an article on uh, they are using ring crime um, to like do metrics on what the most dangerous cities are. And Saginaw was really high up there. <laughs> and I was thinking, I was like, you know what? Every time I read an article about what's the most dangerous city in America per capita, it's always like these Johnny-come-latelys from the South. But, like, Saginaw is, I feel like my whole life been up there. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is, is this a false memory of mine? Or nope. what, what's going They're professionals. Uh, nope, nope, nope. I've, um, <laughs> it's been on, like, the FBI most dangerous cities like number four, number three, number five. Yeah, it's always seven. a top five. Like never wins the Super Bowl, right. but it's always contending. It'll get you to the playoffs. It's there. It's contending. <laughs> and I think it's, it, it, you know, it's per capita. 
So yes, I don't see it as super violent. Mm-hmm. But I think the numbers have depleted because they closed all the GM plants and all the car shit is gone. So we went from being a city that had 55,000 people. Now I don't know. Maybe it's 25,000. But the crime stays the same. Crime doesn't get better. Yeah, that's when true. All, Criminals when the, don't relocate. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> when the, jobs, when the right. jobs leave, that doesn't make crime go down. No. <laughs> Yeah, and the criminals are very comfortable. They're not gonna they're not gonna give it a go in another town somewhere. Like, no, just pack no. it up. No, they like it better. Like the lights don't work here. Uh, <laughs> you know, the cops are understaffed. I was uh, walking to the bar the other day and one of the regulars at the at the tavern I like, Scottish Inn, shout out to Scottish Inn. Mm. The guy says, Hey, big ups to you for walking by the old hot dog stand on the way to the bar, man. Like if uh <laughs> Uh, if you ever get jumped by those guys that hang out by the abandoned hot dog stand, me and you go down there and take care of business. And he gives me a <laughs> wink. I'm like, I'm not going to shoot people because I got my wallet stolen, bud. I like it's good that. to know you got that backup, though, if, yeah. you, if you need it, you know. It's always good to have vigilantes in those towns. Now, you're, oh, you're, no, no, no. So you're back in Saginaw now or you're, you're around Michigan? You're, I mean, I, I know you're back in Michigan. You moved there recently. You're back. You're back being a guy, as you were telling me. He he likes uh, he likes trying to call me up, Sean, and tell me you got you got to get out of L.A. Now I'm just a guy. It's perfect. That's all I wanted to be. Is just a guy. I'm just a guy at the bar. I'm a guy at work. Just a guy. <laughs> yeah. It, it, some days. I feel really good about that. Some other days, I'm like, "What the fuck am I doing?" <laughs> well, our buddies Vince was uh, whatever and, and was in town. They were doing the wrestling show. He said you guys met up, but he said you got you were a little weary. Like, all right, I can't meet up. I can't be around you guys. I can't have you bringing this in. They're like, "No, you're the problem." Like, we're fine. Come on now. <laughs> but you're just like trying to avoid them. I I better knock off early. You guys are gonna be trouble for me. No, you're the trouble. But anyway, if you want to come yeah. out and see us, yeah, I need to take myself out of the situation. I Understand that for sure. I've learned. You know. You know. You took yourself out of the yeah. entire situation. Right. For the, I want to be able to maintain. I want to be able to still drink some Coors Lights and wake up and be functional and go to the gym and be a human being. But Stay. I don't have ten. I don't have tendencies that lean to me. Yep. Once a couple shots come out, <laughs> once the party starts, some people just get up in the morning. And they're like, well, let's go out for pancakes. Oh, I'm so hungover. Oh, I got a Bloody Mary and some pancakes and an omelet. And like, all right, let's go. Uh, let's go to the park. Let's go to the beach. I'm like, no, I'm not good. Still, my uh, brain chemicals are still <laughs> right. uh, bouncing off the walls. I need to just crawl into a dark hole and wait it out for a couple of days. I can't deal with it anymore. I'm too fucking old, man. Yeah, that's a good point. It's not just the recovery from the. The recovery from the hangover, because everyone gets a hangover, but recovery from hangover and then doing something productive. Whoa, no, that's it. I'm recovering from the hangover, and, that, and that's that That was the plan for the day. What are you talking about? Go to the park. How You're going to be seen? I don't get how some of these kids – well, I, I do. There's pills and powders involved. But, like, some of these L.A. kids that I would hang out with, they're, like, eight years younger than me, seven years younger than me. They would just be rock and roll to the max until, like, 5, 7 a.m., buying bags, going to the ATM, calling the guy. And then they'd get up and like go out and have a wine lunch at the park and, and bring a charcuterie board or some shit. And I could never <laughs> figure out why they could just snap to it and be totally fine. And then I figured out, oh, 
pills and powders, which have never been my thing. Accessories help. They also have no soul and they're dim. So there's nothing really that holds them back that way. You know, they have no they're not, thoughts. They're not, they're not reflecting on all their past right. failures. Exactly. They don't wallow in their own. Just, they don't wallow in their own sorrows like us. And in our misery and this, this sloth of fucking, you know, negativity, they bounce around. They enjoy things. It's a weird way to go through life. I don't get it either. No retrospection. No. Retro <laughs> retrospection? Is that, that correct? Work. <laughs> We're gonna say this. It's a yeah. good enough word. New word. It's a new word. Um, you know what we should talk about while you're on here? Speaking of retrospections, is a story that I think every participant in this incident has talked about it on this podcast, except for you, and you're kind of the main character here, which we have it, it, CJ and I have called this like a Rashomon effect where every person tells this story differently. Do you remember the time we were all drinking? At, we think it was Wrigleyville North and you got thrown out, Burns, and you came in with a disguise that we yes. think you made from a garbage can. Do you remember? Because <laughs> we've all been trying to piece it together yeah. with our different we, memories. We, we've had like and everyone's memory yeah. is wildly different. <laughs> we've yeah. had like four different guests talk about this story and they've yeah. all been different stories. Oh, yeah. This was yours I, I, where you pulled the Bobby Valentine. <laughs> I, I definitely have a version of this. Um, at one at one point, my first memory of that evening is Brady Novak with two pitchers, and he's just going <laughs> and he's pouring the pitchers back and forth. And I, I, I have no idea this evening started. It probably started at like Holiday Club or something where we were mm-hmm. doing a show. And then there's one point where Nick Vatterot's on my back. And we're both tag team fucking the Miss Pac-Man machine. That's happening. And I want to go home. Like, I have a wife at the time. I like, I want to go home. And my, my go-to move, because I, 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 I have a wife at the time. I, oh. As you tell the story why Oops. you don't have a wife now. <laughs> Everything ends, CJ. <laughs> My go-to move at the time and throughout college was I always hated the, oh, don't leave. Oh, right. come on. What are you being a pussy? Oh, come on. Stay. I never liked that. I was like, mm. I got to go, man. Yeah. If I got to go, I got to go. It's not that I don't want to stay here. I hated the guilt trip and the like, what are you doing? Oh, right. One more, one more. And you, and you find out later on that they're, they're not doing it because they want you to hang around and you're such a great time. They just don't want to be, you know, they don't want to be alone with their fucking regrets. <laughs> and they want, other right. pe- they want other people to have bad decisions with them. Wait, whoa, right. whoa, don't leave me. Don't leave me think about what I'm doing, you know. <laughs> don't, don't go home to your wife and your All nice right. home and, like, enjoy your couch and TV. I don't have that at home. I need you to misery needs my misery needs company. So please, please, let's do some more shots of Jack. Yeah. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying that that's the reason that's where where it's coming from. I get it. You know, that is the reason that is the reason it's it's the same reason. Like, um, like, uh, you, you got a group of buddies and you're all single and someone gets in a relationship. They're like, Oh, that girl's trash. What are you doing? And then, cause then you what? find out later on when they tell the stories of that night, like, yeah, I was there for, oh, were you there? When did you leave? I don't even know. You don't fucking know. You're yelling at me. Just stay for an hour. Oh, that's right. You were there for that. I forgot. So that starts happening. Mm-hmm. And my go-to move was always to just take a pint glass and just pop, drop it on the ground. I would just <laughs> chest high and I would yeah. just drop it and then get yourself bartend- thrown out. Ah. 
the bar- yeah. yeah, the bartender would hear it, bang, mm-hmm. and then immediately you're out of here. And then like, well, I guess I can't be here oh, anymore. Oh yeah, kind of like the uh, <laughs> <I> gotta... <laughs> like Gene Hackman and Hoosiers. Kick me out of this game. I'm gonna just kick me out. I'm gonna call you something. All right, get it. You're out of here, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I think I took it a little too far, and I uh, I chucked one at the wall. And um, <laughs> I I remember you saying out loud, "What do you got to do to get kicked out of this place?" Because the first class, <laughs> I, yeah, because I think to- you actually did, or we. I don't know if Brady doing his gags broke glasses, but I I think we had established that right. wasn't far enough wasn't of a enough. line to cross yeah, to not get enough. thrown out of that bar. <laughs> nor nor was fornicating with the Miss Pac Man machine. Right, fucking, no. the Pac-Man, <laughs> fucking the Pac Man machine and dropping glasses straight down just means oh those boys need another round. They're obviously <laughs> at, they're obviously empty. There's money to be made here. Right. That's what that bar. That's what that uh, Wrigleyville North Chicago bartendress. That's what all she saw were dollar signs. These guys are gonna run their tabs up to ninety two bucks instead of forty seven. Yeah. Let's get paid. Couple pint glasses. They don't come out of her paycheck. <laughs> so, I think I yeah I think I had to crank it and and do maybe one or two more. And then she did kick me out. See, yeah, you launched one behind the bar against the wall over her heads. Oh, did I? Something like that. I mean, I mean you weren't going to hit them. But <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it wasn't but you in danger of hitting yeah, her or anyone like, else. No, I but whip by my head, but it definitely got their attention it, it could, audibly. Yeah. <laughs> like, you you entered their did. world. <laughs> There was no way to misinterpret it as a mistake. Like it, it was, it was very obviously voluntary. Right. I, I would, I would never uh, try an assault. No, no it wasn't being. in her Not direction. No, it was it just, was, it was, it like was an the, obvious statement. Yeah, it was like ring the tip bell or something back then. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um. So she says you got to go, and yeah, I believe you thanked her. Yes. You know, you you know, like, thank you. It's about time. Finally, someone's got some standards in this place. I got, I got, uh, I got um, Sopranos episodes on my DVR that right. I got to get home to my, on my TiVo. Mm, yes. <laughs> so I leave, and I get a block away, down by uh, what Tacos Michoacan or whatever that Mexican restaurant was, mm-hmm. and I get a text from whoever I forget. Maybe Brido was Brido there. He was. Yep. Yeah. Brido says, "Come back." I'm like. In my drunken stupor brain, I'm like, uh, okay. I get FOMO. I get FOMO a block away. Yeah, I wonder what I missed the last 45. <laughs> the last 10 minutes. So I, I go up to a, uh, a, a, a trash can on the street, and I tear off the side, a little uh, mustache-sized piece of black trash bag, and I, uh, I wet it, and I stick it to my lip, and then I put a hoodie up, and walk back into the bar and I go up to the same bartender who just kicked me out and say, I'll have a Jack and Coke, a Jack and diet, please. Yeah. <laughs> and she says, didn't I just kick, didn't I just kick you out? <laughs> and I say, no, that was like some other dude. And she says, all right, it's four fifty. <laughs> you look eerily familiar to the man who I just served fourteen Jack and Diets to. <laughs> you also would like a Jack and Diet as well, huh? She let me buy another drink, and, and that's I, yeah. I uh, apropos to the program here, I probably 
officially really blackout then, and God knows what <laughs> happened afterwards. That's I know what happened. To, I know what happened to Nick Vatterat. Nick Vatterat Nick sounded like a foyer. Right. He he went to a hot emergency room. Um, <laughs> after trying to get home, but falling leap, it was a hurdle. It was a leap. Uh, Albert Pujols was involved somehow with the story. There's a lot. There's a lot of missing. There's a lot of uh, things that tie together that amazing story. Oh man, I remember another time drinking with you, Burns, where you were still married. And we went to an after party after Tony, Sam, and Brooke's wedding. And I don't know if you remember this. Uh, Nick doing a gag with me broke. Uh, we were at one of your wife's friend's house. And um, Nick broke her uh, dryer doing a gag where we're like yeah. there was like a dance party. And he wanted to like surprise <laughs> us by popping out of the dryer. Nick but, like, you know, dryers aren't meant to have a human being inside. Nick them. loves putting his entire, like hiding in <laughs> like little compartments that aren't meant for human beings. Like he'll be in a cabinet, like, you know what I mean? Like in a kitchen cabinet, he'll pop out. He On thinks s- he's a leprechaun. He <laughs> thinks he's a leprechaun that could just pop out of anything. On stage, he hid behind like, like the lines. Yeah, I remember that's true. Years ago, Brady, he, yeah. he hid in that, in that thing the entire time, like for four 40 acts. <laughs> so anyway, what happened with the dryer? Well, so they realize it's broken. Now, earlier in the dance party, I, I don't even remember whose house this was. Or yeah, any, and, 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 go ahead. and you have to clarify that at this point in time, if you had a home that had a dryer, a washer and dryer in it, mm. you were like a fucking millionaire. Yes. Like, yes. And it was in, uh, this person was much more affluent than us. And during the <laughs> dance party, she also like, did this dance move where she uh, ripped my shirt and all the buttons went off. So, and then yeah. Nick, Nick. So now we're like negotiating what we're going to do after we realize Nick has uh, broken the dryer. Our right. car's been towed too, by the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I, for some reason, I don't think you were with us. Um, I think maybe you went there and then you had to leave early um, with your wife or something. But um I remember Nick talking to the owner and going, Lay, listen, I realize I broke your your dryer. This was an amazing lie he tries to pull mm. off on his feet here. But also, that shirt Sean was wearing that you broke, that was a, a heartfelt gift that I gave to him. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so maybe we could just call it evening. Like freaking a major appliance. <laughs> fucking eight hundred dollar dryer. Yeah. These, these buttons are gonna have to be sewn on, man. Are, do you know what a seamstress in a major city costs? This could be upwards of twenty two, twenty two dollars, man. Oh my god. But I was uh How do they know it broke either? Like that was the weird thing is Everyone's out of their rocked out of their mind. Like, yeah, did they, I didn't did they know test that. it out afterwards. Or? You could hear those uh, when dryers are broken. I think there was a crack. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's hard to hide when dryers are broken. <laughs> okay, who put their sneakers in the fucking wash? And you just hear them clanging around. But it was one of those, like, we had after the wedding, we had gone to an. Uh, a late night bar and then 4 a.m. comes around and then we end up at this lady's house and it was one of those evenings I mean we, we used to have so many evenings like that where it's like you know if we had just ended that at 530 that would have been a hell of a night but now we're dealing with a, a broken appliance a missing right. car like I have no shirt on and I remember I had to deal with the repercussions of that the next day a lot of like your friends did this I'm like mm-hmm. 
why were they still there? A, B, why did you let them stay there? C, why is it my fault that you let animals into your home as a civilian? You don't let a bunch of comedians yeah. into your house. You didn't, see, you didn't see me over there, did you? Because I know how terrible they are. <laughs> oh, man, I was laughing. I was just thinking about I We'll use this for the Patreon. I still have the voicemail you left me, Burns, when uh, we were out in L.A., I first got here when we went to uh, we were at, when I think we went out with Bronger and those guys for a dinner, and then we were at that bar afterwards. And at the end of the night, our cards got switched, our credit card, our you know our our debit cards or whatever. Yeah. And it yeah. got switched. It got switched up. Same color situation, you know. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> I get a voicemail. So you went to Seven Eleven with my card. Late night drunk, trying to buy a, a nice good list of drunk items like twelve pack of Bud, pizza, Marlboro Reds, this whole thing like Funyuns, you know, this whole thing that was getting declined, declined, declined. It kept coming up on my on my phone, and then I got a voicemail. It was you trying to buy these drunken items at Seven Eleven, but also not getting over the fact that my first name is Charles. And then- <laughs> <laughs> Like, listen, you got my card. And Char- first of all, Charles, you've been Charles this whole time. And he's just, it's this hilarious drunken voicemail. And he's just can't believe he can't confront that that information. And then three minutes into, all right, anyway, come down here and help me. I need these cigarettes and, and this pizza. It's like then he wanted me to come down there and buy them for you with your card or whatever the situation is. We'll switch it up, but we got to talk about this Charles situation later when I'm so. <laughs> Yeah, the two key points. Right. Stop, <laughs> you have Charles. my card. We'll figure that out whatever. But more importantly. <laughs> the other one is the cigarettes. Now, right. that at true. that point I in time, that. if you're a cigarette smoker, and I was probably mm-hmm. pack and a half, pack pack a day, definitely smoker, and I'm out of cigarettes and I'm lit yeah. as fuck at like 2 a.m., it's not an option for me, to ne- yeah. for me to not have cigarettes. It's not even, right. in, not even remotely... Uh, Anywhere in the realm of possibility that I can wrap my head around for me to not yeah. have cigarettes right now. And, and I you, have no money if, with this plastic that you have, Charles, that right. I fucking need right now. Right fucking if, now, not tomorrow, right fucking now. Yeah, and if you don't think cigarettes are a drug, look at what you do to get a cigarette. Like like that, like late night if you need like like you'll walk you'll walk into any neighborhood, ask any stranger, you know, if you see if you see wait, I see someone smoking over there. You know, you'll it's like like a drug, you know, you go into to a neighborhood oh. like this has to happen. I don't care what happens, you know. You stay in the oh, car. God. Yeah, you you'd be outside of a bar and out of cigarettes and you, You'd see somebody, or even just walking home drunk, you see mm-hmm. someone smoking, and right. you're out of smokes. Oh my god! You will beg, plead, bargain, do anything. <laughs> Some guy actually, Nick was smoking the other day. Some guy came up to us and like he had like a, a mask on, and he didn't have a gun, but he lo- he looked like he was, uh, you know, he looked like bad news, and he just saw him smoking. And he just came, up, oh. You ever smoke? Can I go smoke? Like, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go rob people down here, not you guys. But if it's, <laughs> you know, just uh, I wouldn't dare do it to a fellow smoker. Right, <laughs> cigarettes, buddies. I mean, I mean, there's a there's an honor to this for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and in positions like that, I've been no stranger to smoking an ashtray. Like, mm-hmm. you start digging through for shorts. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh my God, I've lived on shorts in a big overpiled ashtray in New York and. And many, many, many times, like more times than I, ones that have been rained on and then dried out, they're all, yeah. <laughs> you fucking, you'll just, and then you get towards the end, it's like a change jar 
Uh, it's the change jar of cigarettes. You're making you me fuck- miss. You're making me miss the worst parts about it. That's <laughs> the kind of stuff I love. That's kind of the you, stuff I used to love. You start with like the half shorts, the big long ones that you crushed yeah. out because you had to go do something. You get through those. That's the first day. Second day, you start going for the little bitties, like the ones that have like a little, like maybe a half inch inch on them. And then you start finding the ones that are just crushed. But they still got a puff or two, right. and you got a, you got like a hundred, two hundred of those. That's two hundred puffs, and those ones they don't taste good, but they get the job done. It's the same thing as a change jar. You when you when you're broke, you go through the quarters first, then the dimes, then the nickels, <laughs> and then you're taking the pennies to the bank right. to try and get two bucks for a slice. And, and there's fur stuck to it, and just weird uh, things that stick to uh, it. That's amazing. <laughs> Mike, what was you did uh, one of my favorite sets at the Blackout Diaries where you had read like it was something to the effect. I'm sure I'm going to get it a little bit wrong, but it was almost like a diary entry format of the 10 times your therapist has said, are you worried about your own drinking habits or something like that? Like 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 10 things you told a therapist, if I'm remembering correctly, that gave the therapist pause about your drinking. Does that sound right? Yeah, I, I think I did it in a list style. And what was the one where you were on like spring break and your car got broken into and like the window? I, I just remember laughing hysterically at that story where like the window was damaged or maybe it was a rental or a buddy's car. Do you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm at Club La Vila, which you may have seen on MTV Spring Break if you watched that <laughs> in the 90s. Yes. I was at Club La Vila and... <laughs> I went into the bathroom and I was fucked up. This is in college and I'm with my free wife, which will become my wife. And um, I swerve a little bit in the bathroom. It wasn't bad. I was, I was fucked up, but I wasn't like fall on the ground, but I did something that I don't think in, in retrospect, if you saw the video footage, it, I probably like slammed into the hair to the hair dryer or something. But the security guard in there grabs me. He goes, you're too drunk. You need to leave. And I'm like, well, fuck. I, can I go find my friends? I got a bunch of buddies that we're with. I got the, the wife in there. I got to go find them, like tell them I'm getting kicked out. I'm like, no, you got to get out of here now. And they grab me by the arm. They lead me out of Club La Vila. So I go out and I'm like, listen, sir, I agree I'm- I need to leave, but I have to get my affairs in order for crying out loud. <laughs> So I go out into the parking and I'm like, I'll just find the car and, um, you know, I'll get in and lay down and they'll eventually find me. So I find the car and my key won't work. Like the keys, like, just like, I'm so like out of control. Like I can't like, why won't this fucking key work? So I take my shoulder, I take my shirt. And I pop the back window out. I'm like, I'll just pay for this later. She'll understand. (laughs) (laughs) I bust out the back window of like a Ford uh, Escape or no, it wasn't Escape. Some little Ford red car. Mm -hmm. And I get in there and there's like a Kleenex box and a bunch of shit that's not ours. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm in Florida. This isn't our car. (laughs) And we took a cab here. (laughs) She will not understand me breaking her window. (laughs) We 
didn't have that car. She fucking <laughs> flew there. And took a cab to the <laughs> I feel. I mean, I hope insurance covered that. I, I, I'm lucky I didn't have to go to jail after that. Though. You did not leave an Bless IOU up. note for after that one. Nah, I couldn't. There's no way. It, right. What would you have what, written? What could you have written I in know. that state? Oh, a bunch of Where squiggly. do I be? I like that. Where do I begin? <laughs> it looked like it looked like a doctor's uh, prescription for Xanax or something. Just, <laughs> what is this? I just hope you find the humor in this. Oh man. Oh buddy. Well, Mike Burns, it's great having you on here to Blackout oh, Diaries. So Let's talk funny. about you right now. Now, now you're just a guy. But mm-hmm. speaking yeah. of the Lincoln Lodge, where the Blackout Diaries is a live show every Friday night at ten o'clock. You, uh, you, the young Gen Zer that you are, do you run the, the social media platform yes, for Lincoln Lodge? Is that still yep, going on? That's my day jobby job. Yes, yeah. and I'm, uh, <laughs> How do you keep up with the hip trends of social media? It's a grind. It's a grind. <laughs> that's the perfect geary hire to run his fucking place social media. You were good with Dad Bona. That got a lot of followers. <laughs> you know what? He was. I think he was hesitant that I could keep up with it but no it's a it's a daily thing oh and it's the it's a job i'm just saying how are you doing it's a, you're an, it's a you're, job. An old, you're an old man you're like us what's going on i credit it to giving me structure All right. like <laughs> there it. is there are no days off like i have to no. get up and do it like before this show i got up and promoted um uh, D- uh some dungeons and dragons live show best night ever that's at 8 p.m at the Lincoln yeah. lodge every there tuesday and nasty nasty court at uh, 9 p.m. And then- now, are are there ever any shows, and uh, I'm sure this wouldn't happen at the Lincoln Lodge, but maybe in your past uh, work, but where you're just like, because sometimes when I look at different comedy club things and I look at the themes of the shows, I'm like, what in the fuck idea is this? Like, who, like, what, have you seen any that are like a completely, you're like, who would want to see this idea? Um, I'm not going to bag on any individual. Well, no, I know you're obviously not, obviously it can't be a current show. Right. All right, like here, let me give you a few examples of what I'm talking about. Uh, there used to be a show called Malort Court where they made each comic do a bottle, a drink, like try to drink a full bottle of Malort and then do a debate league with that. And oh my it God. just, yeah, it was like actual fist fights between the yeah, performers. That's, that's, and it was just like unstageable. Unstageable? Now that's a good show. I'll take on stage <laughs> over Malort Court. When I, whenever, <laughs> I see, whenever I see gimmick based shows, I, I just don't think there's no way that they sustain over time. Like, yeah, yeah they, that's true. Eventually people are just going to show up and do their set. You mm-hmm. can only, you can't force people to create this new material for this show and be consistent. And that's the kind of thing that would always make me upset when I would do a show like that was I would put in the preparation and try and do something that would be unique just for that performance. And that's what I did for the majority of of um, my stand-up was I always wanted to bring new things, and it was a very Chicago thing. And then you'd see some fuckface show up and just do his, like, Conan set that he was working on in some show that was supposed to be, well, okay, this whole show is about uh, magical wolves, and you got to pretend you're a magical wolf. 
and um, it's a, you're a magical wolf who just ate ten pizzas. And what would it be like if you did this? And then the guy would be like, "So oh, my I think wife, I, I think I did pizza wolf." Yes. Yeah, so like then then you'd see some guy show up and like saw so my wife. You know she's um, mad at me because we didn't want to go to Home Depot. That's like, <laughs> not the fucking show. Right. And then they and then they kill. Because they did their five minutes that they do every Because they're doing their show. best, yeah, yeah, their best material. Their best sure. And you're, 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 you're doing a goddamn doing, pizza wolf yeah, here. you're doing pizza wolf shit. <laughs> and, and, you, and you know what happened to those comedians? The ones that did that sort of thing? Yeah. They got on TV. They got, they got, they sold, they sold shows. Yeah. They, they became, were on, they became they, our best friends. They were on, off. they were, they were on Letterman. <laughs> <laughs> the guys... The back of the room guys right. are the are the guys that didn't get because they had too much pride. Yeah. Pride, mm-hmm. so pride start, will kill you in the entertainment industry. So they start a podcast talking about how it's like to uh, wake up in the morning to post a Twitter feed. You know? <laughs> um, what's going on? Also, besides that, though, Mike Burns, I know you you related to your stand up. You, you see, I say you still do stand up, even though you're just a guy in Michigan. Uh, tell them about your podcast, though. Money Night Beers, Power Moves, the whole thing. Monday Night Beers is a show I do with Jesse Pop, hilarious comedian, Vince Averill, mm-hmm. and um, Gnarly Zach, who is a just a guy. Yes. And we, uh, we crowdsource questions on our Instagram, uh, Monday Night Beers Pod, and then we just answer them as a roundtable. It was uh, originally on Mondays, we would go to the Roost in Los Angeles and sit around and drink beers around 5 o'clock because Mondays suck. And you'd be hung over from Sunday from the weekend mm-hmm. and you had that to look forward to. And that's the whole premise of the show. It comes out every Monday. You can listen to Monday night beers anywhere. You get a podcast and just hang out. And if you subscribe to the Patreon, you get to watch it on uh, you watch it on your TV. And if you're sad on Mondays, you got the Monday blues, you, you fire that up and you hang out with a bunch of really chill guys, just talking the shit about eighties, sports and um you know maybe a mike schmidt conversation comes up maybe you're having a, maybe you're talking about uh uh deep cut harrison ford movies or um what type of beer is better hams or pbr like that kind of thing and then power moves uh has been on summer hiatus which will come back this uh friday with mike bridenstein co-hosting we're going to do that every uh, every other week now, because I do a side podcast on my Patreon called Cards, which is a reality show based on my group of Saginaw friends and what their lives are like. So wow. it's it's a it's it's oh, really? a, it is a, it's a that sounds it's a, interesting. It's a weird concept. We're on episode twenty five. I thought it would fizzle out, but it didn't. And um, that's the no, worst, isn't it? It's it's it yeah. When you when you put all this effort in, you build the website and you do all this shit, and then it just goes away. But no right. cards. If you subscribe to the Patreon and support the Power Moves Empire, you you get that every week. It's about an hour and a half, sometimes two hours, and you're just engulfed in random people and character building that of guys that you've never heard of. It's a really from scratch reality show about just regular people. And you're just ripping on guys that we rip on our, our buddies. That guys on guys. Guys on guys crime. <laughs> we, we rip on our buddies. <laughs> we have these chat boards. And they, like, some guy, like, well, I just, I, I microwaved this old salmon and, and uh, sauerkraut for lunch. And then 
that might sound like a simple thing, but when you have the character built out and what that guy's <laughs> office life is like. Yeah, that's going to stink up a break room pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, those are um, – that's the – that's the gamut. That's hilarious. And, I love yeah. it. And teaming up with Brido, who can give you spill, spill you all the tea with all the gossip of Chicago comedy. His, his, his book is out, and he's coming at the end of the month. We'll be at the Lincoln Lodge for uh, the comedy festival. You going to be out there for that end of September? Uh, I considered it, but um, we'll see. <laughs> I love right, that. Fair enough. That's a great response. <laughs> Sean also gave him a maybe, and he lives down the street. He's there. He, he's not only does he, he live down the street, but he's in the building for a Friday night ten o'clock show. He's like a, he's on the stage next to him. Ah, I'll see what the schedule looks like, Brido. I, 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 I really have curbed back my my alcohol intake and and tried to control my life a little bit better, despite what you heard previously on this show. And I get the cringe when I think about stepping back into the fray right. and okay. like like I, I have a very safe thing going on here everything's controlled i understand Go- hey you gotta take care of yourself mental health me you know your boundaries and all that I, I, but i will say this uh the fray is not so fray. It's not uh, <laughs> when you go back there. We're all old now. There's no fuck. There's there's nothing yeah. to fear out there except for these young kids. No, behind us no, no. Who, who be, hate us anyway. Yeah, it'd be it'd be totally fine. Just probably no rock and roll action going on. And you guys just a couple of you guys are sober. And well, I'm coming that. out there, and I'm I'm demanding you be there. So yeah, until cut to. Your sober ass goes home, and then it's me, Burke, and Flannery at the end of the bar, <laughs> Lincoln Lodge, ripping Malort shots and drinking nine percent IPAs. I know how this fucking ends. I'm not fucking. Well, I've done it you enough. Know, you I know how it fucking ends. You don't know shit. Get out there, and I'll see you at the end of the month at the Lincoln Lodge. All right, Mike Burns. <laughs> Thanks for joining us and bringing it up. Thank you, buddy. You're amazing. Check out Mike Burns, and we'll be back. And we're back at the Blackout Diaries. That was Mike Burns, who just left us. Uh, Sean Bear Flannery here with CJ Sullivan. And we are talking about Michigan. Mm-hmm. And it's drinking. Uh, Burns' stories are always hilarious. Yeah, because I do think we alluded to this a little bit in the intro, but I think what that is something people don't get. Like, I spent. Have you ever done shows in the UP? I've done some shows I've in the UP. I've done the run in the UP once, and it was nuts. I mean, they, those shows are wild. They're, they're absolutely crazy. I love the Upper Peninsula. It's, it is like. It feels like it's the end of the world where you're going to. It, I feel like uh, I almost it feels like it's either the end of the world or the beginning of the world. Like <laughs> yeah. I almost feel like I'm in the California gold rush. <laughs> like I'm, I'm like these guys are <laughs> are celebrating 19th century style. Right. And we are out here alone. Exactly. You know? and, so, <laughs> and this town looks like it was just built 48 hours ago. So it kind of makes that. Yeah, it's a great mixture of like there's a little bit of fear like they can do anything they want to me yes. up here. But also but they let you know that you're in good hands. Hands, come yes. on, come because they're so happy that you're visiting them. Yeah, that anyone's up there for any kind of entertainment. They take you up and down the bar. There's a row of bars, and they take yep. you up and down. And like you're the mayor of the place, like you're like this guest, like you just got back from the war, and you're on their shoulders. And they're it, taking it's you the bar most well received yeah. I've ever been in comedy. Right, like like <laughs> by by far, you know. Uh, <laughs> but then you see like the you know, things on the wall, like weapons, and like you're like, oh, you're right. I'm, yeah. That's right. I'm also in the middle of like, at the end of the world, and they're like you said, they're drinking either by the beginning or the end of it. They're partying, and they can do. Anything can happen. There's, a, there's definitely that feeling that never goes away that anything can happen up here, and I, there's no one, no law to register it. Yeah, uh, one of the years I did it, 
it, it was very early in the winter, and they're like, yeah, we're all going out. Uh, we're taking the trucks out, and we're doing ice fishing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's cold enough to do that? They're like, yeah, you know, ice ice can hold a whole truck. Well, I'm like, yeah, I know ice can hold a whole Like, is, is the ice thick enough? And they're like, oh, yeah. And sure enough, I like the next morning, I see a car floating in the lake. You know? <laughs> that, city, yeah, that city slicker was right. <laughs> We didn't think about the thickness of it. <laughs> yeah, like, well, yeah, Michigan. Like you're, Michigan well, it was just great. like you were saying. Like it's got the city, it's got the college, and then the rest of it. Though it's just like there's a lot of it's beautiful nature, but it's also mm-hmm. wild. And so the people live in it, you know. And it's just like, actually, I, I believe it has the second most waterfalls in America, really? next to Hawaii. Okay. Uh, or that is what somebody at the UP told me uh, when I was drinking with them. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and say that's fact. It, uh, Hawaii, but Hawaii's got your more picturesque waterfalls that you see on postcards. Yes. Michigan, I'm not saying they're not beautiful, but they have the more taunt you while you're drunk waterfalls. Like there's a lot of. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could jump off that, yeah, no problem. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah, they, it definitely looks surmountable. Um, but because it drinks so hard, I do like. The way that they're kind of one of the last almost purple states, oh, they can sure. elect both both blue and mm-hmm. uh, red leaders. Yep. And this is, a, I think, a great example of them railing around a political leader, both voters of both persuasions defending the Michigan attorney general who was photographed passed out yes. at a Michigan football game. Dana Nessel is her name, right? <laughs> Yes, and they tried to they tried to label it a scandal. It's like you could tell the the press really wanted to dig in and make this a scandal. Yeah, but just Michigan people are totally fine with you getting drunk <laughs> at a college football game. It was the Michigan Michigan State game. I mean, what are you supposed yeah. to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the headline is like tailgate gate. Michigan AG apologizes for drinking too much at the Michigan Michigan State game, and she uh, she was at a tailgate. That's all. Yeah. She had to apologize, obviously, because of politics. Um, well, first of all, I love that she didn't even take the scandal serious enough to do anything other than a Facebook post on her personal page, <laughs> <laughs> which is how this apology came out. Right. And it starts with, I thought it seemed be like to be, I thought it seemed like a good idea to eat two Bloody Marys, since mm-hmm. as long as you put enough vegetables in them, it's practically a salad. <laughs> just doing jokes. She's just like you. That's she's just doing like, jokes. Getting the oranges in the beer. That's your fruit puzzle. Because yeah, she's just pr- she's trying to do bits about how she had, she was on an empty stomach and drinking too much. Yeah. <laughs> as it turned out, this was not a brilliant idea. Also, I might be a terrible bartender. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> they're trying to they're trying to jerk her way out of it. Huh? Right? We've all been there. <laughs> I proceed when you start doing things. Like, I proceeded to go to the football contest between our beloved Wolverines and the rival Spartans. <laughs> she does. I proceeded to go to the game in parentheses, which I'm told Michigan definitely won, and started to feel ill. <laughs> a bug came up, did it? I laid low for a while, but my friends recommended I leave to prevent me from vomiting on any of the constitute the constituents. Constituents, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Diane, you can't vote vomit on a voter. <laughs> she goes, I am human. Sometimes I screw up. That was definitely one of those times. I love that this is related to like, I mean, who has not been there where they, at least I stopped myself from throwing up on my uh, Spartan fan. My apologies to the entire state of Michigan mishap, but especially for the Michigan fans sitting behind me, some things you can't unsee. Well, she really overdid it with the bit. Um Oh, Michigan State won the game. That was the joke on 
realize. <laughs> but if you look at the comments, like you said, they want it to be a scandal that she was. Pa- if you look at the picture, she's just passed out in the stands. It's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you look at the uh, comments, you said, like you said, both sides, both sides of the aisle are all in t- are all for Team Dana here getting drunk. not the first person to get hammered at a tailgate. I'm not a fan of hers, but big deal. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Right. Was she driving? No. <laughs> oh no, she got too drunk and in a tailgate. Impeach her. Just joking. Stay. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> oh, this is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely because if that happened in a lot of other states, you probably would have had to have come up with like a legitimate apology, mm-hmm. right? And, it, you know, it could have potentially maybe even been like a like a scandal or something. But in Michigan, it's like no big deal. That's how we all watch college football. I mean, what are we doing out here? Right. <laughs> it is kind of funny how, like, I, I think all those stadiums now sell beer, right? All the Big Ten. Yeah, for I, I a while know. it was never. And now um, I think they did. They finally did ban the uplift that NCAA ban where you can sell alcohol at football. But I think what's interesting is, like, I'm guessing she's approximately our age. And I feel like we still go to college football games with that same old school mentality that uh, we got to time our drunk buzz perfectly. (laughs) Like, we got to (laughs) enter. All right. (laughs) Like, we're we're nearing the peak, you know? But, like, some people just, they've got a little too much gas in the tank. It's tough. Football tailgating is tough because, one, you know, um, you already have that macho feel. Of, Come on, it's football. You're going to be outside. You're going to have to brave the elements, you know. And they, you know, they go, don't be soft. It's football. Let's go for it. So, so mean you have to drink to stay warm. You know, you're going to, have to like, you're literally, it's like you're surviving outside for four or five hours. And you're drinking hours. out of kegs, usually, right. or you're something like that. You have kegs yeah. or anything. And you're drinking in cold weather, which is always, you know what I mean? It's always, it's always yeah, tough yeah. when you have like gloves and big jackets and you're, you're, you have to. <laughs> Unscrew your hot cocoa top which has got whiskey in it, you know, and then you're holding the thing. So you already have that attitude like, listen, I can't, you know, complain. I already can't feel my body. What's the worst that could happen here? (laughs) And, um, right, it's tailgate. You might be going through things. There's a lot of physical activities. It's not just a, it's not a passive. You're not, you're not inside. You're not passive, you know, you're not, um, and you're certainly not going to be anywhere near a seat that you've, that you've been assigned. Especially because they have like a bleacher system. Like it seats one hundred and ten thousand people, but it's like a bleacher. So it's, it's you know. It's a, well, Michigan State. If I think that game was at Michigan that year, yes. and that's the the biggest stadium right. in the world, I believe. You know, and it's always fun. It's always funny when you look at like those records because it's always like for a contiguous stadium, <laughs> the the record is either some weird bullfight in Mexico right. or Michigan, Michigan State. There's no, like, like, and it's so funny because they have a competition like you know Ohio State, Michigan, mm-hmm. Michigan all those big Midwest schools. <clears throat> Penn State mm-hmm. to keep one upping each other with the stadiums yeah. and how big. So they build weird. Yeah, they, they seats keep in adding rings. They keep adding rings yeah. like the Stanley Cup. Like they just keep adding a <laughs> ring to it so they can put more names. And it's kind of like when uh, the Sears Tower and that one in Japan. They would just keep they would just keep putting their towers higher, you know. So like, yeah, like, like these uh, their antennas higher right, so they antennas. could reset the records. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like this is fucking dangerous. None of them are good seats. I've been. Yeah, to they're so far. It looks like a like a like a volcano caldera or something like that. It's so. <laughs> scooped out right. you know <laughs> oh man um but yeah well good for her i hope she won re-election yeah. i don't know if dana nezel is still their attorney general but she has my vote i will say that yeah i mean i think there's nothing more relatable to the people of michigan i think than passing out in a michigan state. Well, and maybe uh, do we have time passing out outside yeah go ahead 
do we have time for one more? Then maybe she can help uh, represent a fellow local man who has just been banned. This story happened just a couple weeks ago. Just been banned from Yellowstone National Park. A drunk Michigan man was banned from Yellowstone National Park and is facing federal charges after traveling off trail drunk in a thermal area while under the influence. <laughs> I love being banned from Yellowstone. Banned from a national park. <laughs> that is pretty great. Like, I mean, we've all not had our best night and there's a certain bar we can't go to in town. (laughs) (laughs) But when you're like Yellowstone. You can't go when someone's working or something. But Yellowstone, I mean, we gave the bears a a picture of you. First of all, Yellowstone (laughs) is bigger than any state in the Northeast. (laughs) You're banned from the whole operation. (laughs) Oh, man. What did this guy do now with it? So he went by one of the hot springs. Uh, A Yellowstone National Park visitor from Michigan who was allegedly under the influence as he traveled off a trail in one of the park's thermal areas has been banned from the park. Jason Wicks, a 49-year-old resident of Hillman, Michigan, was arraigned Wednesday on the charges. And uh, this is what I love here. Uh, Off-trail travel, thermal trespassing, Mm. and being under the influence of alcohol dangers to self or others. (sighs) I mean, come on. <laughs> Thermal trespassing? It's, it's not fair. Yeah, you can't let them I mean, make it through. <laughs> I just like but someone's behavior. is like, well, I don't know what the law is, but we're going to come up with something. <laughs> we, we have to put you away for something. <laughs> Thermal trespassing. So is that, is that, a, is that a weather That's what he's charged with. Thermal trespassing. I got to look up with that. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't know what that means. Like, like you changed the temperature too much. <laughs> like, hey, we had a cool vibe in here before you showed up. It's so funny if you if you Google thermal trespassing, only this article comes up because <laughs> it's never used for anyone days. <laughs> Although a woman in 2021 also got jailed for jailed for a week for walking for thermal trespassing. Um, I, I guess it's just. <laughs> Let me see what I can't even. I can't. Still can't get a definition of what it is. It's just uh, something they make up. Um, Oh, the question. Why? Oh, okay. Why would someone commit thermal trespassing, and why is it a crime? Is a question you get. (laughs) So I think what it might be one of these others, and and we're we're looking. This is what's coming off the internet and and people on the internet. So Mm -hmm. take it with a grain of salt. But it looks like what it might be is is it's trespassing in a thermal area. So then there, so it's really just trespassing. If you're going, and then they're just yeah. I guess that's something if you're if you're near a geyser that has um, that's fragile, you could step on a thin crust, fall through. What's below is very hot, superheated. So the water that bursts out of the geyser isn't just boiling; it's superheated, which makes it thermal. (laughs) <laughs> so they're trying to protect you because they say if you fall through your flesh boils off instantly you're cooked but i mean i think that's what these like you like you used to say i mean that's what these drunks used to do we used to let drunks wander off and die yes you know they shouldn't be and you would never even find, like that that's not a bad way for a drunk to go we'll right. just find a set of shoes the next mm-hmm. you know winter or next summer you know um <laughs> but yeah now we like like uh cre- do you know how much it'll cost to like <clears throat> I just love the idea of enforcing a band list at Yellowstone. Right. I mean, where are we putting these signs? Like, who are we giving to the animals? Who's, <laughs> Who's the bouncer? Right. Yeah, the animals. <laughs> it is kind of funny, though. Like, there'll always be some tourist that, like, sees, a, like, a kid buffalo, what they perceive as being struggling. Yeah. 
So, like, they put it in their minivan or something like that and mm-hmm. give it a ride to, like, find it. And then, like, I guess buffaloes, once they smell that you've touched humans, the buffaloes won't allow you back into the herd. <laughs> right. So so then the rangers just come and in front of everyone, shoot the kid buffalo and arrest you. <laughs> like, this has happened, like, multiple times. Like, it just happened a few months ago where this the mother buffalo was, like, on top of a ridge. Yeah. The kid was struggling to get up, so, like, some dude jumped over the fence and like gave it a push from the butt and like the ranger's like well now i gotta kill it (laughs) and arrest you (laughs) like there's just no way anyone who like grew up in well met could ever understand that right (laughs) i just love these laws like you said to to protect you from you there's a whole thing yeah so you won't be an idiot dying (laughs) it's it's like people and and but they put it because because i there should be a waiver, like what do you say? Because because that's what the, that's what their argument is. Well, you're risking the manpower, people having to save you, idiots, to get caught in these things. You don't have to save everyone. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't save them. Let these. Drugs... You don't have to save everyone. It, this is not baby Jessica and aware. Right. Let this is <laughs> yes. this is a drunk dude in a geyser. This is you consensual know? drunken geyser activity. <laughs> Let the drunks die in a, in a dignified, drunken way. To be honest with you, yes. which is hilarious. <laughs> That's what Michigan's all about. They got the, the, the land of the militias and changing and fighting the government and all that. And then part of it is just so they can be drunken idiots to themselves. They, they, <laughs> they go- want the freedom to yeah. get drunk and deal with their own consequences. Why does the government have to meddle into my <laughs> my drunken activities? I like to spend a lot of times on poorly frozen lakes, and that is my risk, and I want to own that, and I don't want the government stopping me from doing that. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, that's going to do for today's Blackout Diary, Sean. Uh, we want to thank Mike Burns, of course, going on. Oh, yeah. Um, you just got back. You're still on your middle of your book tour from Cincinnati. Where else uh, you heading? Um, I actually don't have anything on the docket right. until uh, Ohio in November. Ohio in um, November, Back great. in Ohio. Well, you have the Lincoln but, Lodge um, yeah, shows still, every Friday. Yeah, still have the Lincoln Lodge every Friday. End of the and month, fact, you're pending... The Brido Festival at the Lincoln Lodge. I will be on one of his two shows. Right. In my defense, yeah. it, the schedules keep changing. But um, also, uh, that weekend, uh, the Lincoln Lodge is doing a comedy festival. Right. Uh, that final weekend, uh, the weekend of September 30th. And you'll be on the Blackout Diaries that Friday. Yes. So if you've been debating about what week you should come check out a live show in Chicago, make sure to check out that one. That's going to be a great show. That'll be great. That's September 29th, Friday. Lincoln Lodge That's Blackout correct. Diaries. That's 10 p.m. And we have an amazing lineup for that night. Uh, what do you got going on, CJ? Well, obviously, besides the social handles of Instagram, CJ Sullivan was taken. The other black, other podcast I do, the Bottom Line Bombs on the Sports Gun Podcast Network, the Man in the Box, um, is heating up now because of football season. So I yep. say you go over there and subscribe, of course, just like you do here and get five-star reviews. Um, last night, as we, I don't know when this comes out, but last night was the uh, 9-11 game in New York where Aaron Rodgers went <laughs> down with the towers. First he had the Giants the night before, and then Aaron Rodgers was the biggest story. He got hurt before uh, before he threw one pass. We threw one pass, and that was it. Was amazing. It really. I, I mean, it was the most Jets possible it script. Possibly was. He was so hyped up. Aaron Rodgers, 9-11. They have him coming running out with the American flag towards the field. Places go nuts. You realize, like, I don't think Rodgers has ran that far in you know, in ten years. <laughs> and he does it, and then he blew his Achilles the very like next play, like five minutes later into the game. So it was awful. Um, obviously, the Jets came. The Jets actually won. It was an exciting game, but uh, obviously everyone was disappointed. Aaron Rodgers getting hurt. It was very Jets. 
Very disappointing. Um, no one is more disappointed than there's a story we talked about earlier on the Blackout Diaries, which is now updated. Uh, there was that bar in Milwaukee, Jack's Bar. Oh, yes. Yeah. gave out free drinks. They, that was their <laughs> policy this year. They're going to give out free booze, round of booze to every time Aaron Rodgers loses on the Jets. There's a, there's a couple stipulations was the Packers couldn't be playing and you had to be there before the game started. You know, you couldn't be like, oh, they're losing. Mm-hmm. Come on down. Drink. You had to be drinking all day. Right. You had to be drinking all day, and the Packers were playing. So no, no more perfect than Monday Night Football home opener. Everyone was there. It was packed for this thing, right? And then <laughs> it was pretty amazing. Aaron Rodgers gets hurt first play of the game. You know, he's out. Zach Wilson comes in, and it looks like a nightmare for uh, <laughs> the Jets. So this bar goes crazy. And they start, they're all like, make it a double. Yeah, they start ordering because there's no there's no safer bet now in the world than the Jets losing without Aaron Josh Rodgers. Allen right. versus <laughs> yeah, yeah for Zach Wilson, a guy yeah. they've been shitting on all season in Hard Knocks, by the way, which is mm-hmm. kind of funny. It's funny that they kept him around because all during Hard Knocks they're just like, uh, oh man, is it amazing to have a good quarterback finally? Aaron <laughs> Rodgers so much better than last year, right? Zach, you were there. You were the reason why we did this. But they had to keep him around because it was like the final year of his rookie contract. It's kind of like when a couple breaks up, but they still mm-hmm. have a they still have a lease left on their deal. Like, yeah, you know, they got a dog together. Right, yeah, right. So anyway, the fans, the Packer fans, are drinking like it's New Year's Eve open bar. Like, come on, how could we lose? So they, they think it's going to be free booze all night, which it should have been. And they're ordering for everyone else. They, they show the, the news cameras down there. And then somehow, some way, the Jets came back. Well, Josh Allen throws three interceptions, and then they fuck up a punt return. Yeah, <laughs> it was amazing. Josh Allen, just, all the guy had to do was like take a deep. Josh Allen just kept throwing interceptions. <laughs> it was incredible. And somehow, some way, the Jets won, and the news was there. And, and the, the look on all their faces when they realized they had to pay it was great a four hundred dollar tab in Milwaukee. Something it's like it's like <laughs> I mean they probably haven't spent that much since like, since a wedding or something like that. They were. Like they just like couldn't be- they couldn't believe that this was a, a possibility, <laughs> and everyone's just getting these insane tabs. So they hate it. they hate the Jets even more. <laughs> it's great. There's an announcer who's actually recording right. like a, a news feed when the punt return goes in, and and, yeah. and Green Bay loses it, and all these fans. <laughs> It was like they just saw somebody get shot on national TV. Like their right. level of just like disappointment and, and they were watching. And- there was nine elevens all over the place last night, <laughs> <laughs> and that was a Wisconsin nine eleven having to pay for that beer tab they ran up. <laughs> oh man! Anyway, so make sure you do that, and but also for the blackout tires, give us a five star review. Tell fifty thousand of your friends and. Uh, That's it. Come to some of the shows and follow us on the socials. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.